Welcome to Movie Time Machine, where each episode we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week, we travel back to 1989. We visit Christmas Vacation, directed by Jeremiah Chechik, written by John Hughes, starring Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and Randy Quaid. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and let's meet today's Movie Time Machine panel. Hey, Chad, it's Jamie. I just watched Fatal Attraction, and I think it's the most underrated movie of the 80s. Hey, Casey here. Uh, it's fantasy football playoffs, so I've been watching a lot of football lately. It's James. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and man, she is hot. Uh, all right, this is Chris, and uh, I am uh, halfway through It Chapter 2. <laughs> so far, so it's okay. <laughs> hey, Chad, what are you I'm watching? I'm in Chapter 1.5 of It. Yeah, this is Chad. I've been watching The Mandalorian. Just finished uh, episode five, so. Yeah. Is Baby Yoda still alive? Spoilers! Nobody knows about Baby Yoda! <laughs> Before I go into our film discussion, just to let you know if new episodes drop every Friday on most podcasting platforms, please remember to share, like, and subscribe. If you like the show, please post a review on Apple Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Please send your questions or comments to read on the show. And just to let you know, we'll probably be taking a short break here for the holidays and return in January for Season 2 of Movie Time Machine. But now on to the show. We're going to go over a quick synopsis of the film, some box office numbers, tell you what we liked in 1989, some film discussion, and then we're going to end a conversation about our favorite movies, TVs, and what we've been streaming over the year 2019. Now, Chris, why don't you tell us about this film? Yep. All right. So we're looking at National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'm taking our synopsis again, um, as every time from IMDb. One thing that I really appreciate about this synopsis is that it is literally a sentence long. Brilliant. Talk about just concise. Uh, The Griswold family's plan for a big family Christmas predictably turned into a big disaster. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. All right. So while we're at it, let's take a quick peek here at the box office. So the budget for this movie, twenty-seven million estimated. Opening weekend did eleven point seven um, million domestic. Uh, domestic gross is seventy-one point three million, and worldwide gross is seventy-one point three million. So it doesn't look like it actually um, had much of a. I don't think it went worldwide at all. Worldwide. Um, at all, the gross numbers, uh, domestic and worldwide, are the exact same. So You mean Macau wasn't like all over this movie? Surprisingly. Hey, uh, does it say what month it came out in? Did it come out during Christmas time, out of curiosity? I think yeah, it was think December, it December 1st. Or or first week of December. It, it's a bummer we don't have the DVD numbers because i got to imagine this thing just crushed it and probably still does. Release date was December 1st, 1989. Yeah, like Chevy Chase is still like reaping the benefits of this movie for sure so one thing that i wanted to ask and i wanted to bring up in this conversation is as i think about like more recent movies like comedy movies and i think back to this movie and i love this movie a ton and i think this is a movie that does a really great job of having realistic absurdity where i feel like more more and more comedies that are coming out these days are just so far like 
out of left field where it doesn't feel realistic at all. I'm curious, do other people feel that same way or am I off base here? Because for me, like outside of the very first scene where like they go under the semi truck uh, with their with their vehicle. And I think the uh, the Mythbusters even had an episode about like this could never happen. But like outside of that, everything that's that's funny because that stunt was done. Like they, that was a live stunt. Was driving that car underneath the truck and driving. Like that's as far what as they I know. That wasn't like a CGI. Yeah, ploy. that's like that was. That's what they said in the commentary when I was watching really? the commentary today. Yeah, I so MythBusters busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm curious. Does anybody else feel that way? Like that more and more of the movies coming out, no. like comedies are like just so absurd, and this is like. Just like the right amount of absurd. Why don't you give me an example of like? Well, like absurd. I totally agree with you, Chris. Because let's be honest, like the sled scene when they grease it up, like and he's just like going faster than the speed of light. Totally realistic. <laughs> I think you are such a son of a bitch. But <laughs> no, I'm going to jump into your corner here because I had, um, I think, similar to what you're thinking. I there's a lot of physical gags and over the top humor that I still think is really funny and. Uh, y- you know, it shouldn't work. Like when um, Rusty says, Dad, did you bring the saw? And then there's that, you know, that timpani sound. Yep. And it, it, that is the funniest part of the movie to me every time. And it's so corny and cheesy. But I don't know. I can't explain why it hits that note. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know if I would find it funny in any other movie. It just kind of works with the brew they got. Yeah. Yeah, and looking at some of, like, if you just Google top comedy movies, I mean, you're looking at things like Step Brothers. It's not that realistic that there's going to be, you know, men that age that are that insane. You're looking at Anchorman, obviously, yeah. absurd over the top. Bridesmaids, I guess that's slightly realistic. But again, I think. Not much absurdity. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead, obviously. Yeah. Hot Fuzz, obviously. See, now it's the first one you mentioned that wasn't an SNL alum. Yeah. And this is very much that. Yeah. Are you talking about like unrealistic and Anchorman when you have like the fight scene and like <laughs> <laughs> the weapons? Yeah. Like one person has like a trident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and then like you see like the like the one person loses their entire like arm. Yeah. Like, right. but I just I feel like they're into your point. Like I recognize like that one like that scene. There's a couple scenes that are over the top, but like as a whole, when you look at this, I think like. There, there just is this continuity and this feeling of like there. It's it's just not as over the top as I feel like other movies are currently coming out or that have come out more recently within the last five years. And I think like that to me is what made this movie so much more funny when I've watched it. Like, and I understand what you're saying. I I like to play devil's advocate, but I, advocate, it's ab- advocate advocate advocate. <laughs> um, I like to play devil's advocate with this, but I. I think that we have created this culture. We have created like the the SNL crew has created what funny is, and we are trying to top it at all costs. And it's sometimes a big failure, or like we how big can we go at this point? I think it's really just a testament to John Hughes. I think you wrote a really good story here, and I think you could still write something like this where you take casual observations of real life and find absurdity in it it's just i think harder and if you fail it's boring and dull so it's like a seinfeld episode sure <laughs> and, and and if you think about the absurdity right the things that come to mind in this movie the sled uh the lighting of the tree just going up in smoke yeah. if you think about it a little bit that almost feels like a kid 
retelling that story with more grandeur. Like, I went yeah. down so fast, I went flying. The tree True. burst in flames. Well, yeah, sure, maybe it lit on fire because something mm-hmm. was there. So he almost – maybe that's the reason it resonates so well. It has almost like a childlike wonder to the the absurdity. I, I can concur with that. And actually, like, to your point with Larry David even, uh, I was actually listening to like – it was like a Howard Stern clip of him this past week or whenever last time he was on there. And he was like uh, – he was talking about wedding invitations and how they have a save the date. And he was just like – why would I get to save the date? Like, like, isn't that the point of the invitation? And it was just super Seinfeldy, but like, I was still giggling. Like, why are we getting save the dates? It's like, it's just so absurd to your point yeah. that like, it's it's funny because it's true. Like, yeah. that's that's a big part of comedy is what's true because that's what's the funniest part about. I agree. Anything. I think part of the argument was like, I think like. There's a lot of comedians that do the social commentary, like the absurdity stuff. Um, I just I think like more of the argument that I'm trying to make or like impress is the idea of like it goes like I feel like more and more comedies, more recent comedies tend to take that too far to a level where like the real like it just feels so much less uh, realistic or or like that we would actually see that where I feel like this did for the most part a much more like, yeah, some of the the things were a little bit outrageous, but I think like moreover than that, like the entire theme tended to feel still like keep me engrossed and um, ingrained in, in what, what could be real. Me personally though, that's what I love about comedies is like the outrageousness and unrealisticness of them. Like that's, I think, I but think, I, I, can you give me like an example though? Like, well, like what? I think of like, in, I actually think these are good. But like to your point, like Anchorman is outrageous, Elf is outrageous. Like those are like completely. There's a strong here. But, Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, Talladega Nights. It, but I don't like Talladega Nights, and I don't like, and I don't like Step Brothers, Never. and I think they're far too over the top. So I agree. So Talladega Nights, I have never seen in Step Brothers. I only watched it the first time last year because a buddy at work kept on quoting it. And I was like, your quotes are funny. I just have no interest in this movie. But I guess like, <laughs> I guess for instance, like another one that I would maybe say like, there are some outrageous pieces, but for the most part, like felt like it, it's remained realistic was like old school. And again, I recognize Will Ferrell is in there, which is probably why I'm bringing it up. But like, again, like I think, I think old school to me, there's some like outrageousness, but for the most part, it felt like it was still within a, like a realm of reality. Super bad. I love super bad. Yeah. And I loved that, but super troopers. Not so realistic. Exactly. <laughs> but I like that movie too. Yeah. That movie it's, uh, it's my turn for an unpopular opinion. I do not like Super Troopers. Oh, that hurts me. Yeah. But he loves you Club hot, Dread. Were you high when you watched it? No. No. Well, that's why you don't like it. <laughs> so, but but I guess what I what I want is I want to hear other people's like thoughts. Does anybody else uh, does this resonate with you, or do you think this is a silly theory? Well, just some from notes I have, Chris. I think I can. I think I can help your cause right now. So. I think it's because the movie is so quotable. If you look at like some of the most memorable lines of the movie, it's just what are the, what are the most memorable lines from this movie? It's like shitter's full. Okay, <laughs> that's um that was on my list. Yeah, but like um I don't know Margot because <laughs> he was just weird. Why would he say it like that? But I was just thinking like even like when Chevy Chase is like, or uh, what was it? 
Is the house on fire, Clark? No, Aunt Bethany. These are Christmas lights. Like <laughs> it's just like little things like that. Like where like even the whole thing before the shitter's full, like Clark talking about like Oh, what are you looking at, Clark? Oh, just how the crisp air outside is doing this and this is happening and some dumbass is putting chemical waste into our sewer drain. Right. Like it's just it's just so casual and like it's just something that are probably those... one of our parents could say if they had ill will towards siblings. <laughs> are those just funny lines though? Like you, are those things that are gonna be like if you quote them to somebody, are gonna be like, Oh yeah. The, like, besides the I don't know Margo, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if anybody would get those, to be honest. My sister and I say I don't know Margo every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that line in the movie. No. <laughs> what? No, so the the scene I think of, Chris, when you're describing what you are, is um, the Meli Kalikimaka scene where he's uh, Clark's having his pool fantasy. And um, it's a perfect blend of just crazy Clark seeing shit that's not there and um, – you know, he's dry humping the window and then his niece comes downstairs and he has to explain to her, um, you why know, why he has a fear boner, why, yeah, why he has a fear boner. <laughs> <laughs> and not to sit on Santa's lap right now, but, <laughs> whoa, whoa. but no, but then he goes, you know, right in it. She's worried that Christmas isn't going to happen. And you know, it's kind of that tender family moment where, you know, it, it makes you believe in it and he's got to have this real connection. I think that's the best Chevy chase is in that movie. Um, as far as acting goes, because, you know, he's just one on one with a kid, and you believe him. And it's mm-hmm. right after that crazy pool scene. No, and I, I'd agree with you on that one uh, because he, Chevy Chase, does make you believe in Christmas in that movie. Like he, yeah, he is always trying his best until the very end, at his breaking point, to make everyone believe in Christmas and that this is going to happen. Like, and it's going to be the best time of the year. And even when he's locked in the attic, he's ar- he's looking at memories of Christmas past, and like he's just. He's just staying true to this. I do also appreciate the sentiment of wanting to to have a like a perfect family. You need to believe in Christmas in order to speak. Yeah, I don't believe in it. But I do <laughs> believe that there are a lot of people out there that believe in Christmas who celebrate the holidays that feel like like it's very meaningful and important to them and that creates this feeling of like it needs to be perfect. And so like Clark Griswold constantly working towards this perfection of like I I've always dreamt about having this big family Christmas. I've always dreamt about being able to share this like experience and moment. That to me was always is something that I think a lot of people can resonate with, and that I just I appreciated that idea because I think it hits so many people. If this Christmas went so badly for the Griswolds, I'd be curious to see what the previous or the following christmas looked like more Just importantly this isn't normal more importantly normal how old that? is he and he's like i've always dreamt of having a big family christmas like they're in bed i'm like what have you been doing up to this point you're like in your like early 40s and how long are are, are like are the families there like there's oh, no, they came so early like, right it was like a week at least. Yeah. Then Eddie is like, hey, uh, <laughs> when he say something about, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll do something when, when I leave next month or at the end of the <laughs> month yeah. or something like that. I would love if doorbells actually resonated like that. Like, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> like, oh, shit, my family's here. <laughs> like the um, doorbell knows like what your mood's going to be based right, on the guests. Knows your mood. <laughs> right. Um, also, uh, so to that point, so there was another vacation movie more recently with ed helms and mm-hmm. it was uh and he's that rusty 
it was okay. a, a, a quote unquote sequel to the yeah. lineage right. of the movie, which I thought was interesting. Who, who is who is his female counterpart in that? Uh, Christina Applegate. Okay, yeah. So, um, also my thought was, why would we make a Rusty movie? And not a cousin Eddie TV show, right? right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. I was curious. I'm like, did we make a cousin Eddie TV show that I'm not aware of? Well, clearly because Dennis Quaid died in Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid. or Randy Quaid. Yeah, I'm sorry, Randy Quaid died in uh, Independence Day. My question <laughs> was gonna be, I was like, did he die? <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, did he get murdered by like the Hollywood whatever? Like, if you guys remember that, like five, ten years ago, like the Hollywood. Crew is Does this go along with what happened to the people from Smallville? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. that seems like a, that seems like Sexgate. Like I don't know what that's going on. Like, Randy Whoa. Quaid's running Nexium. <laughs> yeah, I think Randy Quaid's character, cousin Eddie, has been like my favorite character through like the Vacation movies that I've seen. Yeah, so. I was, I love in like the uh, original Vacation where I think when they go to his house to visit, like they uh, go to stir like the tea or the Kool Aid. He just puts his arm in there and just mixes it up. <laughs> I might have seen something like that in my family. Well, and, and I don't know what the opinion is on the table here about the Vegas family vacation, but as a child, I loved that movie, and I loved Eddie. He would bury his money out in the desert. And yes. They were trying to find gambling money. He just had to dig a bunch of holes looking for jars of money. I'm a fan. I Yeah. Fondly remember cooks, Vegas vacation. Cook steaks on nuclear rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't like, honestly, I don't know about everybody else. I didn't like vacation. I enjoyed European vacation because there was nudity as a child. <laughs> There's nudity in vacation. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. And then I love Christmas vacation and I love uh, Vegas. What did you think of Rusty Vacation? I haven't seen <laughs> the Rusty one. The new Rusty yeah. Vacation with Ed Helms? Didn't look that good. It's only okay. It's not. Cr- it's. It needs a second viewing. You know, with Ed Helms, just going to Ed Helms track, quick, like when they made tried to make him like the manager in the office, they just, were they thinking like, oh, he's getting big. He's been in like uh, the Hangover, and like he's gonna be like the new hot star. Like, was that? Do you think that was the angle that they were going with? Just Ed Helms? a complete fail. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and that's when again they had to bring Will Ferrell in. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley had never seen The Office. We're just in those episodes right now, and there there's some funny moments, but it's oh, definitely the Sabre, lo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <Lizard King>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my unpopular pick. I I think this is my least favorite vacation movie. Whoa. Yeah, that is a really unpopular. Yeah, I th- I think yeah. I th- was thinking that I really like this one, but when I actually just was sitting down and like watching it, I think I like this movie better when it's just kind of on in the background, like during the holidays. Like none of the jokes really like landed with me, and like it's just oh not. I just I disagree. Even like the where like Clark is talking to his boss, and he's like, "Hey, we got your Christmas card," and the boss is just looking dumbfounded and he's like oh corporate cards and then like <laughs> they start like saying goodbye and he all of a sudden's like, oh, like kiss my ass, ass kiss my kiss ass, my ass kiss his ass <laughs> like, <laughs> happy hanukkah yeah like, <laughs> i thought that was like super funny there's yeah i'm yeah that was funny isn't isn't that bill murray's brother? yeah and he was also mr big in uh in wayne's world, in wayne's world yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wait ed shirley that's bill murray's brother I don't know his character name. The boss? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Bill yeah. Murray's brother. I think so. Yeah. No, I have a very important question for you guys. Why are Todd and Margot living in the suburbs? Where should they Did be they living? They should be living like downtown. A like, uptown. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, oh, really? Bougie. They'd be living downtown. Yeah. I yeah. That. I don't know, Margot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad that you don't know what I'm talking about right now, Chad. Sorry. Why is the carpet all what? wet, Todd? Oh my God, you're right, Brian Doyle Murray. Oh yeah, it's coming back. I... There it is. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say, thank you. I was do you guys come from uh, singing families where like, you would sing Christmas songs and carols together, like, together, like, like, like in the car my scene? Dad would play the <laughs> piano and we'd be like, deck the halls with balls. Yeah. No. I did not come from a musically inclined family. Like, I don't think my mom doesn't play an instrument. That explains your guitar playing, by the way. Oh, oh no. Too no. Guys, too I'm mediocre at best. Okay. Has he ever sang to you? Oh my God! Chris, he said he's, he's, the, he's the only one. He hasn't sang. He hasn't he's sang to Jamie yet. Let's sing Backstreet Boys. Chris sang me on Tell our first date. Uh, I remember I th- that. Jamie's this. the only uh, person here that hasn't been sung to by Chris. Chris, we oh, would man. be going to bed, and he'd be spending the night in my house. He'd be sleeping on the floor in my room. I'd be in bed, and we're like trying to go to sleep, and he just go, "Hey, Casey, I'm a better singer. Let's have a spinoff. <laughs> sing Backstreet Boys right now." <laughs> <laughs> he would start. Sing battling me at 9.30 on a school night. Uh, On a school night. Uh, Chris and I have actually been to many um, karaoke sessions together. Chris is a great singer. It's more so to people watch than to... Do you remember... We did sing. We wanted to participate. Do you remember LaFonda's Michael Jackson guy? (laughs) Who would come dressed up like Michael Jackson and and do it? Yeah. It was like, we have great video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, did not come from a singing family. Um, the only singing I wish my family did was uh, when they were singing Sweet Child of Mine and Step Brothers. I wish we did that. Stupid I also did not come from a singing family as much as I like doing it. Uh, I would be the one creating Christmas CDs to play in the background of my family's Christmas. Funny enough, they were all basically just movie scores from like Christmas movies. <laughs> so is there, for your family Christmases, is there a, a Christmas movie that you watch together as a family or like at least growing up? This, you watch, this is it, this which is, is it. why this movie actually, why I give any, like why I care about this movie at all. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of putting on TBS if it's on and just letting Christmas Story play it all day. Um, I'll pick it up and put it down any part of that movie. I hate that movie. Uh, yeah. It's nostalgia, maybe. That movie maybe. is I love terrible. I hate it That movie sucks. My Christmas movie that we do end up watching every year is the most awkward Christmas movie, but The Family Stone. Uh, oh, that one's a bummer. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a Cheech and Chong, The Family Stone? <laughs> yeah. I actually like that one. I really I don't, I don't I enjoy good, the family dynamic, yeah. but it's such a bummer, and there's such awkward scenes. So yeah. what is – so I've never seen, like, traditional Christmas movies, and what I mean by that is, like, I've never seen Love Actually. I've never seen Miracle on 34th Street. Like, I haven't seen that. Miracle things, is like, probably one like, of my favorite. Like, things that are, like, known as, like, Christmas movies, the like, proper original. Christmas movies. I'm curious, what is everybody's – around this table, like, what is your favorite – proper christmas movie home alone 100 watch it every year 
Yeah, we never watched Christmas movies. I guess for me, it was more like the Christmas specials. It was like the annual, like Rudolph, Frosty, Grinch, um, Boris Karloff, Grinch. Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the original Grinch a ton. Um, my brother-in-law loves the Jim Carrey one, and I haven't really given it the time uh, of day. Yeah. But he doesn't know him. that no. much. You know what is really good is the uh, animated one that came out I, this past year. It's is on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, Dude, it's cool. The, their take on Cindy Lou, awesome. Yeah. Uh, Polar Express, I haven't seen it all the way through, but I've picked it up on TV, and I've liked the bits I've seen. It's good. It. And Tom it Hanks, get is me. it Josh Groban? Josh Groban does, like, the main song. Josh Gad. Yeah. Oh, Josh Gad. <laughs> does anybody <laughs> frozen, fucking like that guy? Yeah, he was in... Book of Mormon. Yeah, he was, in, he was okay, the original wait, Book, of Book of Mormon. Okay, I get that, right? He was gay, After, Beauty and the Beast guy. He was fucking Gaston. No, Gaston's... Uh, After... LeFou. Yeah. Sexual there friend. Yeah. God, I can't... <laughs> anything that he is in, I'm just, like, repulsed by. Uh, I think... I, think I know, it's like... He's, I think like, the Josh Gad is a less funny... Uh, Jack Black. No, that's not where I was going to go with it. Uh, <laughs> in looks. He's like a bizarro <laughs> Jack Black. No, uh, Jonah Hill, a less funny Jonah Hill. He's like a not funny that. Jonah Hill. How about that? Jonah Hill gets cast in Martin Scorsese movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, oh my yeah, god. Superbad. No, I'm well aware who Jonah Hill. Is. I'm not he going with Superbad. Um, All right, so this movie is Santa Claus. I'm a big fan of the Santa Claus as a Christmas movie too. But Classic Tim Allen's like a terrible I hate him human now, but. That role, it, that movie is yeah. legit. Uh, did you did you go with what? What's your favorite Santa movie or Christmas movie or like a family tradition yeah, movie? I, I really do enjoy Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, like the original, like the nineteen, yeah, like whatever. black and white. Yes, like that with uh, Rachel Wood. Or no, that's not right. She's an adult. Um, I'm thinking of Evan Rachel Wood, but like, uh, who's the one in West Side Story? Oh, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Sorry, Natalie Wood was the little girl in there. She's mm-hmm. adorable. Like. I really enjoyed that movie, and it does feel nostalgic to me. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the biggest part of that's it. That's something I've always wanted to watch, but never have carved out time for. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh like yes, we've yes. been spinning that yep. for Jude Brett right now, one. and that's always a lot of fun yep. to watch. Because it's Charlie Brown's kind of a Debbie Downer. He's the whole movie. He's the Chris. It's like I don't even like Christmas. It's commercial. <laughs> but you know, what? everyone all... treats Charlie Brown like shit. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not... so, it is like Chris. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> You guys are fucking. And they assholes. just always call him a does blockhead. It, does, it, does it bother you that you were named after Christmas, you blockhead? Chris with a K, not a C. Yeah, uh, it was uh, named after like Chris Cross. Make you want? Yeah, punk rock. I truly believe your mother did that. Yeah. Yeah. No, she loved the punk rock. Um, my mom. Chris Cross was punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This goes up to Don Block. Nope. Oh, my God. oh man! All right, let's all right do all we? <laughs> do we? Uh, all right. Final thoughts on the film, and we can move on to our favorite movies I would, or TV. I would say this is the best vacation movie. Okay. And I would, I would think like every line is really funny. In that, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're poking the bear here. <laughs> and I just think um, there's some people who don't think this way, and and I don't. I think that's Are skewed you logic. Chris, like as many movies as we do not agree with, it seems like a lot of these podcasts we have been agreeing. Like I would agree that this is also not to be spiteful. Yeah, no, the best vacation movie. Honest conversation. 
Even it might be just that it, like I have like history with it like yeah. growing up. Yeah. No, I and I get that. And oh brother was not good. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's an all right movie. You know, like I said, it's just. It, I feel like every Christmas it seems to be on in the background, but you know, have its moment. I still think my. My favorite part is probably uh when it was over and the credits ran. <laughs> yep. I actually really like we didn't talk about that. I thought that cartoon beginning yeah. is like yeah. such a great way yeah, to and start the song the film. and, and I, I actually I forgot I for a long time th- thought uh as we were like leading up to this, um, that, that beginning was for home alone. Oh. Yeah, the cartoon like I was trying to like that movie too, that would kinda similar. Yeah. 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 And then I watched it and I was like, oh shit, it's actually for this. Well, and so that it brings up a new question, like with the cartoon part of the beginning, like, is that how, how Elf got its start with the bump, 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 with like their little claymation, like, oh, sequence in the beginning? An homage? Yeah. Mm. Like it. What did you say was your favorite Christmas movie? I'm sorry. Oh, I said, like, growing up. Like, oh, like Frosty, The Grinch. Yeah. The older we never really yeah, watched yeah. movies, it's just kind of like the, the yeah. TV specials so. back when there was only three channels. Did you, was that the one with like the abominable snowman one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Bumble. Well, Chad, I'm Silver. gonna get you the, uh, Jelly of the Month Club for Christmas. Jelly of the Month Club. That's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Oh, <laughs> um, tastes like lime. With Aunt Bethany's uh, <laughs> gifts, <laughs> it was wrapped up a cat. Cat food like Jello. Oh. Was that was that cousin Eddie that like was like. Licky, like, yeah. random package. Yep. Um, He's like, this one appears to be leaking. Or, no, yeah, shit, uh, yeah, uh, D'Angelo's, D'Angelo's character brought out the box, and she was like, oh, this one appears to be leaking. And then Eddie, like, just, like, swipes the stuff that's leaking, and he just, like, licks his finger, and he's like, yeah, it tastes like lime. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's all Bethany's lime mold or whatever. Jello mold. Oh, it's a Scooby. I think <laughs> that's our, seriously, like, our $100 idea from is a Cousin Eddie spinoff TV show. Yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I honestly think that that would... Shitter's full! Then he's like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> Shitter's full! Then you would need that Clark character, like odd couple style. Yeah. But I think... Uh, I just think it would be... It could be so funny to me. <laughs> would it, Who would play the the opposite then? Of Who would play... Ed Helms. Cousin. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> right? Rusty. Don't know if it's are good ideas. I need to really mull it over. But I was thinking, like, I think Jack Black could fucking kill it. Okay. As cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I can see that. Uh, that's my first person. Uh, Josh Gad is <laughs> second. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I just like saying the Josh name. Josh Groban is a third. <laughs> All right, James. I saw you over there jotting down your list for your. Favorite entertainment or your your best entertainment list of 2019. So, what have you watched? What did you like this year? Here's what I was as jotting this down. I was finding all of my 2019 movies, except for like one, is all guilty pleasures. Like as soon as I wrote down John Wick three, <laughs> I realized I don't have an Oscar worthy movie in the bunch. Like where I was thinking to myself, like I enjoyed John Wick three. I enjoyed Avengers Endgame. Stuber, which, by the way, if nobody's watched, I thought was what Stuber. I have no idea what this is. Uh, it's got Drax. Oh wait, sorry, you never 
watched a Marvel movie. Um, uh, oh, what's his actual name? Dave I, Bautista. That's his name. Yes, he was yeah. like an MMA fighter or whatever. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Chris. Uh, yeah, Stuber I thought was funny. Like, if you walk into it with the lowest expectations, it's pretty damn funny. Which, it, it's sad that, like, we were talking about comedy movies and, like, what our expectations are. Is anybody else walking into all comedies these days with the lowest expectations with the outcome of, I think I might enjoy it now? Yeah, like, I don't, but I'm trying to figure out, like, I also recognize that in, as I've gotten older, I've become far more, like, cynical and, like, just distrusting of everything. And so, like, I go into a movie and I go, like, I, like, especially a comedy movie, like, not all movies, but comedy movies in particular where I just think, like, I'm not going to like this. I'm just going to think it's bad. And so I I walk into that with a grain of salt, generally thinking, like, that's just my mentality. So I, I try to be very cognizant of that. Yeah. No, I, I'm fully on board with what you're just saying. Um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, I thought was... Yes! I thought that was a fantastic <laughs> movie. I think that surpassed, as far as, like, you know, like that was, like, the Terminator 2 of sequels, in my opinion. Oh, wow. I thought it was that good. Um, I am mother. I don't know if anybody watched that on Netflix. I've heard a lot That's about this. Idea. Um, I really enjoyed That's it. That's the one with Jennifer Lawrence, right? No, that one's just no, called mother. mother. No, I know. I was no, kidding. it's with the one from the mother. Office. Like, nobody knows if she's attractive or not. Who? Oh, so Hillary it's like Swank. an ugly, oh, ugly oh, duckling. <laughs> Hillary Swank. <laughs> um, okay, so this movie, she was so good in Karate Kid Four. <laughs> so I did do both. Spider-Man. I did the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home I really enjoyed. And then I also really enjoyed Into Spider-Verse. I, it took me a while to get into it. Uh, but after I did, like, it was probably the best animated movie I've seen in very a lot, uh, like, some time. So. Uh, and then last one here. This is just an honorable mention. Uh, the Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Has anybody even no, heard of this movie? I've heard of it. I've, I've not seen it. it. Only rented it because it was on Redbox, and I was like, "What is this?" And it's got Sam Elliott in it, okay. and so I went for it. Was the he the Marvel whole Man? Movie is. <laughs> I thought the movie was really good until you meet Bigfoot, and then it's just they phoned it all in. It like <laughs> it, that happens in like minute six or eight, right? That no, you meet Bigfoot. No, 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 no. This movie is like two hours long. And it happens in the last 10 minutes of the movie, and it is just a gong show after that. It is just the worst, like, 50s-style Star Trek uh, costuming and, and effects. It's the worst. But, after, but before that, it was actually just, like, a fun, interesting tale. Um, okay, beyond all those honorable mentions, yes. Uh, my favorite movie this year so far is Peanut Butter... Jelly Sign? No. <laughs> Peanut Falcon, Butter Crunch. Right? Yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not, like I feel like I'm missing a word, but no, Peanut Butter Falcon was my favorite yeah. movie this year. I can go. I have a really short list. Uh, I don't watch a ton of stuff, um, but the two I've got two things that I I definitely caught up on this year um, that I thought were really good. The first thing was the documentary uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Thought that oh, was, I really I finally see caught that. that. It came out last year, but I finally caught it at the beginning of this year, um, and I had to kind of reach my brain back to remember that we watched it recently. But that was phenomenal. Um, if you've never seen it. Uh, or if you 
I don't know if you have any. The trailers for that would like make me almost tear up. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> yeah. It, and Mister Rogers is like one of the most amazing human beings that lived, and it just shows some really cool stuff that he did, and just for kids. And obviously, yeah. as a dad, it resonates more. Yeah, but cool. Um, and then uh, obviously the new season of Stranger Things came out this year, right? Yes. So that was uh, probably my favorite thing that I watched because I'm a huge Stranger Things guy. Yeah, great movie. I heard movies and TV shows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I did one of each. Yeah. Why do you rank season three of Stranger Things? Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah. I think I still think the first season is the best. Mm-hmm. It's and it, it's maybe just because it, I was caught off guard when I first watched. it. I was like, "Whoa, this is unique and amazing. I love it." Um, season two is good. I think I like three a little more than two. I thought uh, Billy was an amazing like villain. Um, but you were empathetic towards him at yeah. the end. It was yeah. just. So well written. Um, there's no throwaway episode like in season two with the Chicago episode. It was kind of a throwaway. Yeah, like the um, episode seven one. Yeah, like, which I didn't hate that episode, but it was just it out of the story. Weird. Kind of took yeah. you out of it. Like the, I call it the X Men episode. Yeah. 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 I was surprised I didn't circle back to it, frankly. Yeah, that's, I was kind of expecting it. So yeah. was season I. Three. I thought maybe her sister would like come help save the day or something, but no. I th- and I, yeah, I thought the stakes were higher in three. Uh, it was more epic, th- and I didn't think it could get more epic. Um, and then now it set us up, I think, for just an out of the park, mm. like whatever is going to come next is going to be just nuts. Is, this is their final season too, right? I is that what they said? So at well, least this season. Good decision, I think. I I, I, I agree. I mean, that's one thing I I always appreciate about British yep. TV is like they know when to stop. Yeah. We've got three series. Do they, Sherlock? <laughs> <laughs> least, yeah. I mean, not a, yeah, fair, fair, but for the most part they do. Like, like I Benny Hill? Yeah, we didn't need a Downton Abbey movie, did we? Uh, the fans of Downton Abbey would fight you over that, yeah. Hard. Yeah, I got it. Is that, do you guys like Downton Abbey? I've never seen it. Actually, my wife just finished all of it. She'd never watched it, and she like burned through it earlier this year. It's and too she slow. It was great. Way too slow I, for me. Yeah. Right now, it was great, but also, I haven't gone back to it for five years. Yeah. It's just dry, uh, monarchistic, right? If you're into that sort of king, queen, and country English stuff. Yeah, if you um, want to kidnap like me and torture me, yeah, kidnap <laughs> me and make me watch that shit. Like, well, like, did you see The Crown <laughs> on Netflix? Crown's really good. No, so I heard that's one, yeah. I, that I've just kind of passively like watched The Crown, you know, like while like Angela's watching. I was like, yep. that looks way more interesting than it's really good. But it's than the same Downtown thing. Abbey. Similar approach to you watching uh, Christmas Vacation, just yeah. having in the background while you're doing other shit. Yep. But see, it's the same thing as Downton Abbey, where it's it's really, really nothing really happens, but the way they present the tension of of the reactions of what's happening mm-hmm. um, is really interesting. And I I haven't seen a ton of Downton Abbey, but I assume it's just that same like faux drama that happens in royal and regal places. Not for me, but for a lot of people. True. Very interesting. Yeah. My turn. I think. That's the vibe I'm getting. Go on, so, yep. Well, since Game of Thrones Season 8 just shit the bed, I kind of had to look elsewhere for my good entertainment this year. Um, as far as TV goes, I just second everything Casey said about Stranger Things Season 3. I think that and Thrones Season 8 were the only full seasons of TV I watched this year. Um it is a weird movie year. Just dad life kind of took over and had a hard time getting to the theater. So I think the three movies – no, I only saw two in the theater. I saw Endgame, um, which was great. I loved it. Um, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm glad I did. You I did see that. I did, yeah. I think we should 
time machine that for a way future episode. But so fun fact, uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Apparently, Charlie Day. Yeah, Charlie Day was yeah. asked to be Manson. And really? Which, in hindsight, looking at him, I'm like, man, he probably could have crushed yeah. it as Manson. And he took it as, I do not want to be known as that. <laughs> like, yeah. and so he chose to not yeah. do it, which I'm like, <clears throat> you were asked to be in a Quentin Tarantino film and said, said no. You're like the first. <laughs> That's really interesting. It's well, and whoever I can't remember who they picked. I recognize him from something. It was a good choice, but yeah, Charlie Day. That would have been really, really interesting. Day man, <laughs> fighter of the night man. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, oh, what else was I gonna go off on? Oh yeah, James said Godzilla, and I think that um. I didn't see it in the theaters, but I watched it on my father-in-law's 70-inch big-ass TV. And I think that that was, like, my endgame this year. I just love Godzilla movies and always have since I was a kid. And just getting the gang together and, you know, fighting, blowing shit up. I, the story, take it or leave it, I don't care. You got Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and the gang on screen. Oh, man, that's, like, my Super Bowl. Uh, the Megazord made a, an appearance too, right? He did not. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not. Wait, is, isn't that Power Rangers? <laughs> oh go, go, God. Power Rangers. My bad. Yeah, yeah. but it's still Kaiju. You got Kaiju yeah, in there. I was yeah, just yeah, fucking with you guys. That's fair. I, I, I know that. Yeah. Last one. Would, just just you, since we're talking about Kaijus, yeah. like, I mean, can we Pacific, do like a can we Pacific do Rim? Like, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I love. I, I love Pacific Rim. I loved Rim. it too. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was. No. No. Hmm. Chad. I've been sitting here trying to think of what I God, what did I watch this year? Never went to a theater this year. But um wait, hold on. It's December. You haven't been to a movie theater in twelve months. No. Actually it's been almost it's the last movie I went to in the theater was um Bohemian Rhapsody. That was this year, wasn't it? That was no, in December. Was last year. We went it was yeah. Oscar a movie last year. Oh shit. I remember because I went to Freddie Mercury as uh, my character to my Oscar party. I'm nice. done talking. <laughs> Whoa. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did see Into the Spider-Verse this year. Again, just I think that's just like a great movie regardless if it's animated or not. And just like the art style. And did anyone else like... struggle with that art style for like the first 30 minutes though? 100%. I did. I was like, this is so weird to me. And then like I got into it. it. I was kind of like, I was expecting it because yes. that's what I've, that was like the, the conversation that I've heard about the film. So I yeah. was kind of, I guess, anticipating. Yeah. But, it took me for sure 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Get past it. And then I was especially, completely on board Especially the last, like the last scene where like all of the different colors and like everything's coming at you. Like mm. it was really intense. Yeah. That's a really cool fucking story. I mean, I've, I think I've watched it multiple times this year. So that's been really fun. Uh, actually been watching a lot of TV though. TV series. Um, Handmaid's Tale. Again, it's super dark, but really digging it. Um, Fleabag. Also kind of love the humor in that, but um, brilliant show. It's, it was only two seasons. and She, like, plays her, like, part so well. Like, her little, like, looks, like, takes at the, like, breaking the fourth wall. Like, yeah. looking at the the camera and, like, yeah. her little pieces are brilliant. super funny. Yeah. I I don't know. It's 
got to be up there with like the best, some of the best TV I think I've seen. And like just started like uh, again Watchmen, which um, fan of the book. Um, I even liked the movie, even though like the ending was a little different, but I think it was still a fun movie. But yeah, I'm really liking how the series so far is kind of tying in because it's happening like currently, like in like 2019, but it's still tying in like a lot of, like I. Not a lot, but just like how they're kind of tying in like so characters it take from place in like the eighties, like the other one. No, okay, no, but it's thirty years in the yeah. Which that's I, pretty good. I'd agree with you. Like the movie to the book visually is amazing. Like I can't believe they could control that, even with the, all the colors and everything yeah. else. Like it's really, really, really cool. Yeah, and I really like too. I mean, it's just it's kind of small and simple, but just how they do like the episode titles too in the Watchmen. Like it's. They do like the big, like bold, like yellow block lettering font, but it'll just like randomly like appear like awesome behind the characters, you know, then like the characters will walk away and then like it will like fade to black, then cut to the next scene. But hmm. yeah. Um, all right. So I also have struggled to watch a ton of movies. Um, so I haven't, I, I don't know if y'all can relate but i find it way easier to like watch two episodes of an hour-long thing than like watch one movie and i don't like they are probably the same runtime but mentally there's a difference to me between watching a movie and watching that feeling of progressing yeah so so i don't know so i would we've watched way more tv this year than movies um i I generally right now tv's probably better than i think i think they're they're coming out with amazing stuff um so i would say the thing like the tv series that i watched that i was most most enjoyed and most impressed with um mindhunter season two i loved it like fincher's directing of that was incredible i thought the story was really unique um i didn't personally know about what like for those of you who haven't seen the story they talked a little bit about like the atlantis stuff um and like I didn't know about that prior, so that was really cool. Um, other TV that I'm gonna call out is just Stranger Things season three as well. Um, really, really like that. I had the opportunity to see a handful of movies. I mean, maybe six or eight in in the theater this year. Um, so I saw Into the Spider Verse um, in the theater. I saw On the Basis of Sex in the theater. I saw. Um, is that the that's the RGB one. Yeah, RGB. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Um, and then I saw Avengers Endgame, and I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. I will tell you, like, I love Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, I remember watching that and just thinking that was a great story. And then immediately when it came out on DVD, like, watching it again. Um, so that that I thought was great. I think Tom Holland is, in my opinion, the best uh, Spider-Man that we've had. I just appreciate that he's not a cry Spider-Man. Yeah, like in like I he just the way he his quips throughout and like maybe it's more so the script too, but like I just I really like this. He just seems so much more teenager to me. Yes, the crying Andrew Garfield and the <coughs> Tobey Maguire like yeah, really gross cry face. Like I just don't know. Yeah, I mean I enjoy all Spider Man movies in their own right, but you're I yeah. agree with you. This is the best. Um, but yeah, so I love that Spider-Man. I really liked Into the Spider-Verse 2. I watched that a couple times already. Uh, again, like, which just speaks volumes to how good I think it is if I actually, like, carve out time to watch it again, like, multiple viewings. 
Um, and then the last one um, that I saw this year was Black Klansman. And, like, I remember being blown away by that movie. Like, every part about that movie. I thought the writing was really, really good. I thought the acting was good. I thought the ending was really good. Like, I loved that movie. And I think, like, that, in my opinion, should have been Best Picture over Green Book. I thought Green Book was really good. I thought Green Book was really... Um, a, a unique story and like a, a it, like I thought it was awesome. But when I think about what movies should be doing, they should be moving us and like they should be like kind of stirring these emotions. And I there's a handful of movies that I think that does that. And I think most recently a movie that I watched with you not too long ago, um, Almost Famous, like that did that to me. And I look at Black Klansman and like that final montage at the very end of black Klansman, like I, that was like, it was so stirring. It was incredible. And in my opinion, that's what art is and that's what movies should do. Um, and so I think it got robbed, but that was probably the best, in my opinion, the best movie I saw this, this year. And I, I see what you're saying with that because green book really ra- wrapped everything up in a bow. Um, it, yeah. At the and end, it, it did. Like, and Klansman for sure. Like was, it was cognitive dissonance. It, it left you in this like uncomfortable. And you're yes. uncomfortable. You're questioning. You're asking questions at the end of it, in which is, yes, to your point, that's how we should be depicting movies that are should be best pictures. Like we should be asking these questions. Yeah. And a movie we want to see again almost directly after. Yeah. Here's the thing with Black Klansman, and I need to. It, I I thought the same thing. I thought it was incredible, but it cracked open. Um, all, like I need to do further research on that because I grew up in Colorado and the Colorado Springs where the film took place, mm-hmm. it's kind of its weird own weird thing. Like yeah. Sea Springs is, you know, Jerry Falwell's there, Air Force is there. There's some the crazy people there. Um, and I I never heard anything about this growing up. Like not in school, not from my parents' extended family. I and I understand like that's the clan hides. That's what they do. Yeah, I get that, but it just and the fact that they're in every major city is what like blows right. me away. Right, and and so I'm not saying I don't <coughs> doubt that it didn't happen. I'm just saying that makes it that much more interesting, more profound that I yeah. heard nothing. Yeah, so yeah, those are the, kind of the big ones. I would say TV. I really loved. Um, yeah, Mindhunter. I'm still working through uh, Atypical. But I love the first two seasons of Atypical. I would suspect I'm going to love season three. I, I hope I do. Um, so that's something I'm really like anticipating watching and I'm looking forward to. But Yeah, we just added that to our queue. Oh, it's so good. Did you watch Chernobyl this year? I oh, did. Oh I yeah. did, actually. Yeah, it's Cher. Like Chevy it's, Chase? It's, it's, it's Cher. She plays the main... <laughs> Chernobyl. She does. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. She she's doing some stage work. <laughs>